doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me trace it out of sight. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel Thanksgiving Edition. We are finally oh. to that point in the year that we get our Thanksgiving Day games, but not all of them anymore, as the Baltimore Ravens have decided to put a few people on the COVID list, which has now pushed them back to Sunday at least, yeah. hopefully, everything comes back good, and we still get that game in this week because I know everybody's looking for Pittsburgh and Baltimore. It's going to be a good one. Other than that, yes. how about uh, what's your Thanksgiving agenda tomorrow, Tom? Well, uh, lots of food, mm-hmm. turkey, 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 okay. uh, mashed potatoes. Uh, I'm trying to think of football, obviously. Of I mean, course. That's, that's no question. Um, man, it's just going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot of food, a lot of stuffing. <laughs> I'll be stuffed. You'll be stuffed. And yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. I love football on Thanksgiving. Obviously it sucks that one of them's not going to be there, but I'll I'll get my fill of football and uh, hopefully fantasy uh, things go well. I mean, I don't have a whole ton of the lions per se, so I I don't think I have to pay too much attention (laughs) to those games because it's not going to affect me too much because I don't have players on them teams. Right. But I've, I'm ready for Thanksgiving. I love it. Well, let's talk uh, the first Thanksgiving Day game. The Houston uh, Texans are at the Detroit Lions, as is tradition. Uh, There's a few people that are not going to be playing that game. Kenny Stills has been ruled out. Uh, Randall Cobb has been sent to IR. That's not good. Uh, Laramie Tunsil got in a full session finally. And I know you'll recognize this name. I don't know how many people out there would recognize this name because you and I did a draft together, a rookie draft last year, I think it was. <laughs> and we were like, oh, let's look for a certain position and let's look for rookies that have a good uh, you know, spot to land. Uh, the Texans activated Kahale Waring from injured reserve. Do you remember oh, that yeah. name? The tight end. Yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, he's been absolutely nothing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and not that anybody is going to understand. Um, uh, so uh, there's a chance somebody like Kiki QT could have a more large role uh, this Thanksgiving game. Uh it should be a good game for the Texans. The Lions just are not very good right now. So Danny Amendola is out for the Lions. DeAndre Swift is con- uh, has a concussion, is questionable. Kenny Galladay is out. Uh, the yeah. Lions put Halapalavati Baitai on injured reserve. <laughs> I, it took me twice, but, you know, uh, TJ uh, Hawkinson was limited. I mean, who's going to be out there on the field for the Lions? There's absolutely nobody on the lines that I want to take a part in in this this season. I mean, that the rest of this season, yeah, unless right. they get, really get healthy and everything starts to click. But on this game, no, I'm not taking any lions. And on the other side of the field, Will Fuller, you still got to play sure. guys like that. But I'm not. There's nothing huge there either. You can tell that not having um, Johnson it matters. Yes. Um, so because the other Johnson is not doing anything so they do need uh david johnson back and that's about it i mean 
if anything, if you think the Lions are going to score, and here's the thing about the Lions last week, they didn't get to the red zone once last week and the loss to the Panthers. That's bad. Yeah. But yeah. if you have Marvin Jones, he's the only thing that might be tempting to play. In DFS, I could understand it, but, man, if I got somewhere else to look, I don't want to even touch the Lions this week. Mm-mm. I mean, Carrion Johnson was terrible, and, you know, not DeAndre Swift got his Shit. concussion, so yeah, it just it sucks. Um, it, it could be a weird, if you just do the Thursday games, um, you're going to have some very lesser-known names in your lineup for DFS if you're just doing the <laughs> Thursday schedule because there's That not would be much very left. difficult. Yes, I'll have yeah. to look into that tomorrow morning before the game starts just, just to see what a lineup would look like and if I feel like wasting money because I have a feeling <laughs> nobody's going to know who the big guys are tomorrow, and, uh, yeah, we'll just have to deal with it. Uh, so as far as that game goes, we all expect Houston to score more points than the Lions, even though they don't have all of their options. But yes, uh, yes. the other game, I'm not 100% sure it's going to be that much better, uh, even though the Dallas Cowboys got a win this last week. <laughs> uh, the Washington football team also got a win this last week. So now it is Alex Smith versus Andy Dalton in a return to like 2010 or something. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a rematch that nobody thought was going to happen this year. Uh, Terry McLaurin is questionable in that game. Uh, what does it say? Mm-hmm. The Cowboys canceled Tuesday's practice due to a non-COVID-related medical issue in the organization. I don't know what that means. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, that's what happened. I remember now. The Cowboys strength and conditioning coach, uh, Marcus Paul, uh, I believe he passed away. So, Ooh. or mm-hmm. no, this says there was erroneous reports that Paul had died. So he's in the, uh, yeah, that must have been the headline I read earlier, and now this one's just popping up. That sucks. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Uh, You're not dead, apparently. That's a good thing. Um, (laughs) But um, as far as the football game goes, um, the Cowboys looked like they had some life in them. It makes you feel like. Maybe you could roll out a CD Lamb type of player because you just if did you see that catch? I don't remember if oh I did or not. Oh my goodness, that catch in the end zone! He was like, it looked like his back was going to break. He bent backwards oh so much goodness. to catch this ball. It was fantastic. And so yeah, there's a chance. I still don't want to touch it. I still don't want to touch <laughs> the guys. Obviously, you're going to go with Zeke and you know the main the main two guys there on offense, but CD Lamb. I would still very well understand not playing him I, or playing him. I understand it both both ways because it's not like the uh, the Washington football teams has a great defense. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they're okay. I mean, you're you're rolling out the same guys uh, like we were talking about. You know, J.D. McKissick is okay yeah. in like a PPR yeah. league. Antonio Gibson will be fine. Um, Amari Cooper was fine this last week. Even Tony Pollard. You're playing got him. In out, you're so. playing him. And Zeke is still Zeke. You can't bench him for any reason, even though he nope. hasn't been the same Zeke uh, as the last few years. So it is what it is. Um, it'll be a football game that we all get to watch. So if something happens in that game, 
we will all see it because all eyes will be on you know this these particular games this week and nobody's well, going to be hidden the reason the reason i'm saying that maybe lamb is it really depends if if you're sitting pretty and you're going to make the playoffs you know you got a good enough record to make it you don't have to go anywhere close to lamb but if you need something big i th- i feel like lamb will get you that possibility, but the floor on him is also extremely low, but I feel like there's a chance that you'll get enough, uh, boom possibility with him to where you get maybe a win this week because of it. So there's a, I don't know. It depends on what else you have, but if you already had other guys, you're probably not worrying about this week. I don't know. Yeah. It's just one of those things. So, uh, and now I'm reading something that was posted an hour ago saying he did die. I don't know what is going on. <laughs> I can't confirm nor deny anything. It's just one of those They're things. They're not doing so something right. I'm hoping he didn't pass away for everybody's right. you know, yeah. sake, but I, I can't confirm nor deny what is going on with the Cowboys strength and conditioning coach. Uh, yeah, very. Because this the one over here says... 1.48 p.m. Eastern, and this one was posted an hour ago. So I don't know. I, I, condolences if yeah. it happened. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry if it didn't for reporting that it did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, let's uh, move on to the next game, which is going to be Las Vegas and Atlanta. That mm. uh, is a couple of teams, like Las Vegas – they come out to play <sighs> against the Chiefs. I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> and it's not like anybody had a superb, you know, fantasy game, really. It was right. a couple of guys here and there, and I don't know. Henry Ruggs you know is like me. just disappeared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not trusting Henry Ruggs at all. And what's funny is uh, Aguilar is all of a sudden the best receiver on the team. It feels like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But the reason I'm sighing over here because of this game is Julio Jones. Mm. I just stop with this hamstring nonsense, man. You need to be on the field. Uh, and, And if you're not on the field, it's really takes a toll on Matt Ryan. So you, if he's not playing, you can't play Matt Ryan anywhere, anywhere, not DFS, nowhere. If Julio isn't playing, Matt Ryan is not a starter. You find somebody else. It doesn't matter who else (laughs) it is. As long as they're actually starting, you can't be Matt Ryan, but Julio Jones, come on, man. You got to give me, you got to give me a good, healthy game. Just play the whole game. I can't, I can't take a six-point game out of you. No. I need more than that, especially right now when it's crunch time. Yeah, it's crunch time, and I had a really good week in the big money league this last week despite Julio uh, not playing, and I still lost, so it didn't matter what (laughs) I did. But, Julio, we need you so badly. Oh, we need you. Man, I took a year off from you, Julio, because you were having some downswings. We talked about it at length. And then he proved us wrong, and then he yeah. comes back this year, and now he is a little injury well, here, a little injury there, it's, stupid it's hamstring. It's the hamstrings. I'm telling you, man, how many years ago when we first started this podcast, the one of the first things I said was, watch out for these hamstring injuries because they are nagging, nagging, yes. nagging all through the, out the, the whole season. And here we are dealing it with a superstar like Julio Jones, 
and it just sucks. It sucks because he's not playing. He's not playing. He is playing. He does really well. And then next week, all of a sudden, this hamstring comes back up, and he's out for the rest of the game. It's like, come on, man. This is ridiculous. And he had a bye week before this. Right. So it's like your your hamstring should have been good, man. What is happening? I don't know. Uh, We just, we got to hope because, I mean, he was limited in Wednesday, but he started off the week with a limited, not a DNP. (sighs) So that was good. But, man, I mean, and and the Raiders secondary is not good. So if he can get on the field and actually be healthy, he could have a giant week. And we all need this. I need this this week out of Julio Jones. (laughs) I need to win, and I need to score some points. That's that's what needs to happen, and I'll be okay. But my goodness, Julio, please come back for me. I I mean, we did our own uh, I love Julio Jones, what, two, three years ago now. The letters? Dear Julio, and Mm -hmm. man, here we go. So um, last week, Hayden Hurst didn't even record a catch. That sucked. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still won with the league that I started him, but it's like, what the heck was that? Like, he hasn't done that at all this year. Gurley didn't do much. Every single week, he's been so solid. He's been one of the most consistent tight ends throughout the entire year, and then you give me a a zero. Yep. I mean, there's a couple other games where he's not great, but everything else has been very consistent. Right. So, uh, good luck if Julio plays. I think the... Uh, Falcons will be a very good play all around. They they just feed off of each other, and when one of them goes missing, it, it can pretty it's much like, it affects everybody. It like everybody. breaks the chain. Yeah, it's insane. Julio is the key to the entire offense. It seems like because if Julio's not out there, you would think normal people would think, well, that means Hayden Hurst is going to get more looks. Yeah. Well, he ain't going to get any catches. Get nothing. Like, what the heck is happening, man? Yeah. That team is such an anomaly without Julio, and it's impossible for me to even want to touch anyone unless Julio's on the field. Yep. All right, let's move along to a team that might be getting their star player back. Uh, and I talked about this on Sunday morning with somebody uh during the stream there, we're talking about Austin Eckler, the Chargers at the Bills, and Austin Eckler returned to practice Wednesday because there was a trade in the Listener League. Mm-hmm. And at face value, you look at it and you're like, really? Is that what's going on here? Um, because it was um, Eckler for, oh, now I can't remember what the running back yeah. was. Uh, it was Ayuk and a running back that, um, wasn't playing. Maybe I can't remember. Okay. Um, but Eckler wasn't reported. Oh, Cream Hunt. That's what it was. Um, Ooh. so you know, Cream Hunt is okay. Uh, nothing you know, mm-hmm. super amazing. But uh, the person thought it was a very uneven trade, and it messes mm-hmm. with the balance of the league. And I, I tried to explain, and let me know if you agree or not. Austin Eckler being back is a good thing for the Chargers, but they don't need him back because they're not in the hunt. They are out of playoff picture, basically. And why rush him back for what reason? I mean, obviously, it'd be nice to have him out there with, uh, you know, their young quarterback, but I don't know why they would rush that and get him out there just to possibly get him hurt again. It's definitely not an unfair trade. I mean, it it could be, 
to a certain extent, but I, there's no reason for that to have been revoked in any way, I don't think. Yeah, and it was just there's no guarantees that Eckler coming back from injury is going to be the first early, or late first, early second round draft pick that he was, and that's what I kept right. yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, he was a first-round pick in this league. Well, yes, and he's been hurt for eight weeks, and there's no guarantee he's going to be good when he comes back, and there's no guarantee exactly. that he might not get hurt again. Meanwhile, you know, Kareem Hunt is whatever. Uh, he's he's playable. And, he's 100% playable, yeah. And Ayuk he, is just whatever. He's a bi-week fill-in. He's not somebody you're going to have in your lineup every week. So I saw nothing um, – unfair about the trade i saw nothing unbalancing about that trade so i tried to explain my situation and they they really really felt like it was uh, unfair and it messed with the balance of the league and competitive (laughs) balance i'm like okay i would never revoke that trade in a million years and i went and looked at it like maybe there was you know somebody and I don't know why there would be any collusion in a league like this where it was free to play and only one person wins a jersey. Uh, right. So yeah. there can't be collusion. Like, oh, split the jersey with me if you win, if I give you my player. Like, <laughs> I don't know what kind of collusion there you know, can be like that. But there was no collusion. I understand what the trade was about, and I tried to explain our point. But sometimes yeah, everybody can't be just... happy. <laughs> I, I I don't I'm not a fan of revoking trades unless it's extremely obvious. Right. Like it has to be so out there to where it's like, okay, this is obvious that this person is out of the out of the playoff picture and they're giving up all this and this guy's getting this and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I would understand that, but it, that one didn't seem like it was, you know, maybe one sided, maybe, but one sided trades are the reason you trade. <laughs> you don't trade. You honestly you do not trade. To think, I'm going to lose this trade. Right. I'm losing this trade, so I'm going to do it. You never do that. So, yes, sometimes it's going to be one-sided. So you just have to deal with it. As as a commissioner or or a league of commissioners, however you you do it in whatever league it is, that to me wasn't something that should have been revoked. Now, as far as the people who we know are going to play in this game, there was a couple people last week that I had in, in the big money league. They both did well. Hunter Henry and Mike Williams both did good for me. I was like, all right, finally, both of them mm-hmm. scored at the same time. Henry had four catches for 48 targets and a touchdown. Mike Williams had four for 72 and a touchdown. I'm like, that is perfect. That is exactly what I was, uh, you know, <laughs> getting him for. And then a guy you thought was going to go off didn't go off. He was okay in a PPR league. Kalen Balage had seven catches. Yeah. But he only had sixty or seventy-one total yards, so it wasn't as good as it could have Here's been. Here's the thing with him: mm-hmm. eighteen points, nineteen points, sixteen points. Yes, you're getting that out of Kalen Balage. Yes, that was be happy. Be happy yes, with it, of course. <laughs> and I think we were talking a little DFS, like, ooh, this oh, could yes, be a, you course. know a guy who goes off today, and he he was okay. He was worth mm-hmm. his. Uh, a salary, but it wasn't, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, th- there's really not much else going on. Keenan Allen completely went off. So, and of course, that's, <laughs> that's who I played against in the big money league, and part of the reason that I could not score as many points as I needed to. Um, anyway, they're playing the Bills. They had their bye week last week. So, finally. We get to play Josh Allen again because there's a couple of leagues that <laughs> we needed Josh Allen back in the lineup. Um, John Brown was not seen at practice Tuesday, and he didn't practice Wednesday. 
And I really think John Brown opens up that offense. Um, not that they're not good because Stefan Diggs has been just fine. And Cole Beasley has been a little PPR monster this year. Um, but Be- Beasley is somebody that if Brown is playing, you're going to want to halter a little bit on the Beasley side. But when Brown isn't playing, it's Beasley, 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 Diggs, Diggs, Beasley, 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 Diggs, Diggs, Diggs. Yeah. And that's just how it is. There's nobody else they're going to at that point. So Beasley will be, like you said, a PPR monster if Brown's not out there. Yep. Um, as far as the rest of the guys, it's, I mean, if you have to play Devin Singletary or Zach Moss, uh, I mean, yeah. if you're in that position, I, it's good luck. I, I don't know <laughs> what else to say. I think we might have options where we don't have to play Devin Singletary in the podcast league, but it, I'd rather just with that league is fine. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's fine. So, uh, all right, now we can move on to an exciting game: Uh, New York Giants versus the Cincinnati Bengals without Joe Burrow. Uh, Yeah, really sucks. First, we're speaking of this. Who (laughs) would have thought that that injury would have been as bad as it was? They keep finding more stuff that's going wrong: PCL, meniscus. Along with his ACL and all this, it's like wow. This is this is going to be a long, hard road for him to recovery. Not that you can't recover from it, but oof, this is not good. The amount of big name injuries that we've had this year it seems mm. like it's surpassed all the other years. It does feel. Am that I way. am I wrong about that? I mean, we'd I have to look at it a little bit. It feels that way, but I think it feels that way because there's always somebody going on some list this year and IR is only true. 3 weeks. So we're hearing more people go on IR, but they're coming back sooner. I mean, it, Yes, it, but like I don't know. I guess when you start the season with somebody like Christian McCaffrey going out, it's like, oh, my gosh, it's already starting like this. Mm-hmm. And then you get all these other names going down. OBJ went down. Saquon. Yeah, Drew, Bre- Drew Brees cracked every rib in his oh body, it goodness. seems like. It, like, And he's, he's still not completely done for the season. Yeah. Oh, he'll be back in three weeks. I was like, he had cracked 42 ribs. What are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, who does that? Gets a freaking collapsed lung and oh, oh yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, but before the end of the you know season, <laughs> I don't know how uh, they're pumping him up full of something. I mean, he's going to yeah, be out there just like be. high as a kite, and you see his eyes <laughs> buggy. And I mean, Drew Brees is already focused now. He's going to look extra focused this next week when he goes out there. Um, but Giants at Bengals. Um, I already had a question earlier. Uh, what was it? T Higgins or, oh, I think network network asked me, was it Higgins or who was it network? You're here. I don't remember who it was. I will not play T Higgins. It was David Montgomery, T Higgins, somebody. Oh man. I can't remember. I'm like, ah, I, I, I don't know if I can go with Montgomery, but I can't go with Higgins it, unless Higgins I versus David Montgomery. That's pretty much what it was. And I'm like, I, uh, 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 I, I don't I, like David Montgomery. I got him in a couple of leagues. I don't have to play him in the leagues, but can you really trust not Brandon Allen to keep T Higgins fantasy relevant? Brandon Allen. He's going to start over Ryan Finley. Uh, no. Neither one of those are any good at all i mean if if i had another option i it, montgomery's not my favorite option there but if i had something anything <laughs> other than t higgins this week i would not do that godwin and higgins is your flex 
well, you got to keep Godwin. Godwin's in. in. So you do that. If if that's if it's down to those three, obviously you just keep Godwin. But Higgins and versus David Montgomery is just it's not what you want to do. Obviously, T. Higgins is healthy, but man, I I I, I don't know, man. I. I it, that is one of the worst possible questions you can have right now in this situation because you want to hope that T. Higgins still gets his. Yeah. And if he does, you're good, you're set. But you can't imagine that he does anything good at all, at all. So I, I, I don't know if I could go with Higgins in that situation. True, and the Bears are playing the Packers, who don't exactly have the greatest defense in the world. So maybe yeah. you yeah. just – It's a hard one. You just – Hope that this is the week David Montgomery at least gets a touchdown. Um, I think the possibilities of Montgomery scoring a touchdown before Higgins is probably higher than it has been in a while. Yeah, um, scan your waiver wire, man. He just got Honestly. Montgomery off the waiver wire. That's why he was asking okay. me this. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe there's something else out there. I don't know what's on the waiver wire, but I would at least explore the options. Well, Giovanni Bernard didn't practice Wednesday for the Bengals, so we're down to Samaje P. Ryan and Travion Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, again, <laughs> guys in the DFS world that you might be able to throw in there, just hoping they get anything. Uh, Travion Williams is one of those shifty little backs that has some speed, and I had him in, I think I still have him in the flag league sitting on my taxi squad, just was hoping, <laughs> but I really didn't uh, hold my yeah. breath over it. But uh, it's it's bad. Austin Tate went on the reserve COVID list, so if he <laughs> tests positive, uh, he'll be sidelined a minimum of 10 days. Um, let's see what else with the Bengals. I don't see anything. Too amazing there. Uh, let's go with the Giants. Uh, Dante Pettis went on the COVID list. Not that anybody cares yeah. about Dante Pettis yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, Alfred Morris is still in the league. We talked about him a couple weeks yeah. ago. It's just, <laughs> it's sad. There's nothing much exciting. I, I guess if there's going to be a week that uh, the Giants might do well, this could be the one. And it could be a lot of rushing between Gallman and Alfred Morris because I don't see the Bengals scoring much. Mm. I, somebody's going to win the division, so somebody's got to win a game or two. <laughs> Do they win really? The Do they have to? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> has to. According uh, to the rules, I, I, somebody I, must win that division. I need to have that uh, face from Thor in the, the Marvel movies where he, he gives that little, like, do they really? Do they really? And I just, I just need that as a go-to. And I, I don't know. The, the NFC least is just, um, it's unpredictable. No matter mm. what you think about it, good or bad, they could all go on a run and win five games in the last yeah. six weeks. Eh, who knows? It'd be hilarious. It would be kind be, of funny. It would, it would be <laughs> hilarious. All of a sudden, they're just monsters and they just win every game every time. I, I could see them being better. I'm just, I'm honestly, I'm rooting for Alex Smith. I just want him to win it all. Um, That's all. <laughs> oh, wait, you're serious. Let me laugh yes. even harder. <laughs> yeah, I am serious, Bender. Uh, I knew I'd get to throw that in there somewhere, but, uh, you know. Uh, well, the next game should be interesting. Uh, I think these two teams just played a couple weeks back. Uh, Tennessee and Indianapolis, did they not just play on a Thursday night or a couple of weeks ago? 
you Indianapolis. Me to remember that far <laughs> yeah, back? Get um, out of here. I believe that was the game where Indianapolis kind of just went off and scored like thirty-five points. And Indianapolis yeah. is still like what seven and three or something. Like I, how I don't know how they're doing as well as they are because they just don't. They're seem winning games. That's they are. all that matters. They haven't played a whole ton of fantastic teams obviously the titans and the they beat the packers this last week but yeah. other than that i don't think that's been super awesome teams that they're playing against but uh yeah i it, they're one of them underrated teams right now that you don't really think a whole lot about there's another one i can't remember who it was they're completely underrated and i oh the rams yeah i was just like how like how am i not thinking more about these rams like they are actually doing really well. They're going to make the playoffs most likely, and who knows? They might even make you know the championship game or so. Like I thought they were going to suck. Right. I thought they're going to be absolute garbage this year, and that's why they're underrated because nobody's really thinking about them as one of the good teams. But they are. They really are. And uh, we we all heard the rumblings of oh, Niam Hines is going to be the main guy this coming week. Well, mm. he rushed six times for two yards. Caught three balls for 36 yards, but they yeah. won. He got a two-point conversion yeah. and had a touchdown called back, so it was almost a decent week for Niamh Hines. It was and then good Jonathan, for me, but... Yeah. yeah, Jonathan Taylor finally had a decent game again. 90 yards rushing, four catches, 24 yards. But it seems just it's an all-around effort, except for guys like Michael Pittman, who have stood out the mm. last couple of weeks. And Network mm. was all over him when he finally came back and got on the field. And he's been good pretty much every week since. So yes. Michael Pittman yep. is the one guy I do like on this team, uh, although it is against the Tennessee Titans, who have a pretty decent team. But I thought that the last time they played each other. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's Derek, Derek Henry, Derek Henry, Derek Henry. Corey mm-hmm. Davis, 5 of 7 for 113 yards last week. Uh, John U. Smith got a touchdown on four catches. A.J. Green got it. Did you see the A.J. or A.J. Brown, sorry. Did you see the A.J. Brown touchdown where he caught it and then, like, got pushed into the end zone like 10 yards out? Like, three guys Not just, sure like, pushed him and they just ran. Like, six guys in a pile ran into the end zone <laughs> for a touchdown. I'm, I'm like, not sure I saw that one, no. That's one way to do it. Uh well, wow. He had four for 62 in that touchdown, and Derrick Henry was 28 uh, carries for 133 yards in a touchdown. And, uh, yeah, there was a game-winning 29-yard touchdown run. I just, I love him. He is, <laughs> you were all over him on his rookie year, thought he was going to be great, and I was like, man, I, just hold off for a little bit on just that. Just the stature of the guy <laughs> oh, in of itself <laughs> made you want to think this guy's going to be great. But I want to go back a little bit to the Colts. Okay. Um because I, I keep seeing this name on the waiver wire, and it's supposed to be there. He needs to stay there. <laughs> He's supposed but it's to be weird. there. It's weird to see T.Y. Hilton oh. sitting there as a free agent in most of these leagues, and you're thinking, well, he could get me a good 10 points, but no, he's not going to get you 10 no. points. He's going to get you two, two, eight, <laughs> maybe seven. Uh-huh. You know, it's not been good for T.Y. Hilton this year. And it's just, you, you got to resist that temptation to pick up him because he's available in almost every league. Yeah, I picked him up like a couple of weeks ago. I was like, well, I don't have him anywhere, and I've got people <laughs> I can drop, like, no problem. So I'll, I'll pick him up in case something happens, but I don't think anything is going to no. happen. So, no. yikes. Um, let's move on. 
Carolina at Minnesota. Oh, Christian McCaffrey still <laughs> not gonna play. I am just uh, <laughs> it's just, it hurts. I only it have does. him in one I, league, and it it hurts. At this point, I'm just laughing it off. Like I, I as to. much as I wanted him to be, it's just. It's a 2020 season. Of course, it's Christian McCaffrey is going to be not playing more than two, three games. In of this course, year. of course. Yeah, so of course, it's just so frustrating, though. If you're, if you're a team like I know uh, our friend Joe, in in the flag league, which we reference all the time, he's sitting really pretty, and he's like, "All right, well, that's fine. I don't need Christian McCaffrey to win. Yeah. But if he wants to win the big game, he's going to need Christian yeah. McCaffrey to come back." But he, he'll have a really good lineup, too, and especially if David Johnson will come back. I don't know how long that's going to be for him. But he's going to have a really set lineup. But Christian McCaffrey would push push him way over the top right. if he gets him back. And I I found it funny a couple of weeks back, a mutual friend of ours, he texted us both in a group message, hey, I'm doing okay, <laughs> but should I just <laughs> trade away Christian McCaffrey? And we're like, we love him so much. So. Like if you're if you're okay, just wait because when playoff time comes around, you're gonna be glad you still had him on your team. Now, right. granted, if you could get a haul for him because somebody wanted to try and take him from you, you, you gotta listen. But just if, to, here's meh. here's where I'm at. If you think you're going to make the playoffs without Christian McCaffrey, hold on to him. Yes. If you don't think you're gonna make the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. Trade them and get something valuable so you can make the playoffs. But right now, if you have him sitting there and he's you're going to make the playoffs, you need him to get you through to the championship game. That's what's going to make you win. It's not going to be getting this guy and this guy for the price of one who hasn't really played much. It's going to be getting that big guy in that moment to win the championship. So you got to hold on to him if, if you're in that situation. Yep. If you can, please do. You will be very happy that you still have him when the time comes. Oh, yeah. um, Teddy Bridgewater practiced in full Wednesday. That is a good sign for that Too offense. little too late, Bridgewater. Too yeah. little too late. <laughs> Sorry about that, Tom. But uh, I still won. Yeah, <laughs> but you were I, fine. In the quarterback that I chose <laughs> – Still got me almost a point. Oh, so I'm good. Nice. I'm good. Very nice. I'm good. I know that was a very uh, interesting thing that we did on Sunday morning. You're like, <laughs> I need another quarter. It's a two quarterback league, not just a super flex. Two. So you uh, had to have a quarterback, and you had to figure out somebody that might get a snap or two, and mm-hmm. he got you what fractions of a point. <laughs> he got me like point nine point. Let me look it up real quick. <laughs> we can continue on, but I will. Pipe yeah. in, but he got me this many points. Right, it was Jacoby Brissett. So yes. I mean, let's look up what he got me. But uh, yeah, as far as the rest of the offense for Carolina, I think it'll be business as usual after Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater comes back. Uh, did you find your points yet? <laughs> Not yet. It's taking okay. a while. My phone is slow. Uh, Minnesota, on the other hand, now might be without their best receiver on the season so far. Adam Thielen tested positive and then tested negative for COVID-19. That is mm-hmm. of uh, about an hour and a half-ish ago. Uh, <laughs> it's possible that Thielen had a false positive, but more testing will determine uh, Vikings Please. are working with the NFL in determining his status right now. If Thielen <sighs> is out for Week 12, obviously Justin Jefferson would be a very oh, yeah. good Huge. pick. But Thielen has 
10 red zone touchdowns already this season, which, you know, he scored a bunch of points like I thought he would, but not mm-hmm. in the way I thought he would do it. Right. Yeah. So, you know. I absolutely have to have Thielen back. I don't need him this week because I already clinched the playoffs right. in the one league that I do have him. But I'm going to 100% need him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Two weeks from now, because that's when the playoffs start, and right. I have to win this league. So please, Thielen, if you got something, I, I hope you don't have it. But honestly, because if you do, you're going to be out for two weeks. So you have to not have this. Yeah. You have to not have it. Right. Please, please. All right. But uh, other than that, it was Dalvin Cook business as usual, and he should be fine against the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, Irv yeah. Smith was back, so the tight end uh, targets got distributed kind of evenly there. Not that either one of them are really fantasy relevant. So uh, Alexander Madison carried the ball once. So yeah, there's that. Mm, yeah. There's that. All right. Let's move on to Arizona at new England. Um, I would like to think that Arizona is just going to completely destroy the Patriots. But well, it doesn't always it really, give that way. <laughs> it really depends on Kyler Murray. I I believe he's going to play, but they keep saying that he's limited in practice. Right. So it's like uh, you never really know what's going on. He had a little AC joint, whatever it was, in his shoulder. So it's like, yeah, it's just it's your throwing shoulder. You really want to take a chance with this? Right. You know, you might be not a hundred percent there, but. If without him, I don't know if they can win the game. No, oh, no. All I've seen is Kyler Murray all over the field. So I, that's the only thing that they have going for him. Yeah. Uh, Kyler well, Murray. It's not the only thing, but. <laughs> he says, I feel fine. I feel good. All um, right. But they're, they're being very cautious with him, as you should, with what a second-year quarterback and hopefully a franchise quarterback's tenure uh, mm-hmm. for the Cardinals. They, they don't want to do anything stupid. They can afford well, in that division, <laughs> I don't know if I can say that they can afford just a, all right, well, we'll just have to chalk up a loss this week because that division is pretty insane mm-hmm. this year. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins missed Wednesday's practice with an illness. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's anything to be alarmed about, but it's still mm-hmm. something going around. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake seem to be splitting uh, a lot. Um Edmonds had four catches and a touchdown. Drake had a rushing touchdown. He had three catches. It doesn't seem like they're really using one guy enough. No. Eh. Uh, it, it just goes back to what I was saying weeks past with Drake. It doesn't seem like he's got the spark. It's something not there. I mean, he's right. getting the points. He's getting the stuff that he needs when he's on the field, but he doesn't have the it factor like I saw last year when he was on the Cardinals. Yep. So, I, I, he's going to give you the points you need, but don't expect it. Don't, don't expect 20 points because you're most likely not going to get that. He's only been above 20 once so far this year. That's not what you drafted him in the second round for. Oh no, not at all. Uh, And then we've got the Patriots. (laughs) Julian Edelman still hasn't been cleared to practice. Not that he was doing anything with us for us this year. Fantasy wise, Nikhil Harry caught five catches again, only 41 yards. Jacoby <laughs> Myers, three catches, 38 yards. Demir Bird, who I could have played in the flag league and didn't. Um, six for 132 and a touchdown. Still wouldn't have been enough to win, which that makes me happy oh. knowing that it <laughs> didn't matter what I did. I was going to lose last week. And then James White. Hopefully oh this is the reason um, 
he's doing good again. I think Network dropped him, so I think he's okay to play again. I think that's why he did okay. Six catches for 64 yards. That's what we expect out of James White. I can play yes. him if he's getting double-digit points in a PPR league. I'm okay with that's, that. That's the James White we've all kind of wanted. Right. And then we, we never really got there, but now it seems like maybe this will be a consistent thing, especially against the Cardinals. He's going to have to do this again to really prove it. But I think the Cardinals is going to be a good chance. You start James White and you're going to get something decent out of him. I think this is a good week for him. And after that, there's a good chance he continues going on. So this is somebody, if somebody's really not feeling it or whatever, and your trade deadline is not over, I wouldn't mind just trying to get James White for cheap, <laughs> really cheap. And I think he might end up taking you to the playoffs if you can still possibly trade at this point. It's, it's a hope. I... Oh, I, I, it, <laughs> it's just it's cheap. I'm just yes, saying, don't go out cheap. there and give off. He might all be your on your waiver to wire too. He might be on your that's waiver possible. wire. That's so possible. That's go possible. out there and check and see if James White is on your waiver wire. And if he is, and you've got a spot and you've got somebody that's just been blah, pick him up. He might be something in the playoffs. If if mm-hmm. uh, Burkhead is done, uh, they I think they might have felt like he had an ACL something. So then we're down to Damian Harris and Sony Michelle, who are not really pass catching backs. You're down to James White mm-hmm. as a pass catching mm-hmm. back. So it's it's mm-hmm. possible that he could be valuable in the next few weeks. But we'll we'll monitor. Uh <laughs> let's stay in the AFC East with another showdown between the Dolphins and the Jets. <laughs> the Dolphins will take on the Jets while the Jets will completely give away the game at the last <laughs> second. Wow. Wow. Uh, well, Michael P. Ryan's on injured reserve with a high ankle sprain, so we're back to Frank Gore again. <laughs> the guy is unstoppable. Uh, I love Frank Gore. Well, here's the here's the thing. The reason Frank Gore looks halfway decent some of these weeks is because Adam Gase is an absolute moron. <laughs> Hand the ball off three straight times to Frank Gore and expect to get a first down. Yeah, maybe sometimes it works, but when it's all you do, it gets really annoying. And then all of a sudden, you come back out of the second half and you throw the ball a million times and you <laughs> actually catch up. You still lose, thank yeah. goodness. But uh, there's just something messed up with this team, and it's all Adam Gase. And I did, they need to just completely get rid of the entire coaching staff, start over so that we don't mess up our new quarterback, whoever it may be. <laughs> I don't know who Douglas is going to try and get, but I'm assuming we're shooting for Lawrence. Uh, if- Gotta I be at this point. It's gotta be. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, as far as Sam Darnold goes, uh, he'll be nah, limited I again. Uh, I don't know about his status. I don't even know why they bother trying to put him back out on the field again. It, it's it's pretty much a yeah. lost cause in New York for Sam Darnold. We have at to this we point. have to mention the Dolphins a little bit too here because Tua was taken out of the game yes. in the fourth quarter for Fitzpatrick, which ended up working out just fine. Yeah, but like. They're going to stick with Tua, but like this is putting, this is putting a little bit of a, a hiccup into that. Like I, yeah. I all thought like uh, this is going to be Tua's game now, and he's not going to lose it. But all of a sudden, things aren't looking perfect, and all we got to put Fitzpatrick back in there. Mm-hmm. So what, what do we expect with Tua going forward? I mean, in this game, you have to expect that they're they're going to win this game, right. so Tua's going to stay in the game. But if if all of a sudden they're only winning by three, 
Do they say, oh, well, I think Fitzpatrick give us the best chance to win this game? I don't know, man. That's scary if you're playing two in fantasy football. It could be. Um, like you said, he was he was benched for performance reasons. At least that's what they said. Yeah. And he did have a little bit of a thumb injury. Uh, it, it's landing him on the injury report now, but apparently that's not why they took him out of the game, which is a little weird because uh, I think they were I, I, still winning when they took him out, weren't they? I don't I'm remember. not 100% sure on that, but I just know that they took him out and they ended up having to go with Fitzpatrick because yeah. they wanted his particular set of skills <laughs> to... <laughs> he had to do he, that, he, he is the taking guy, Fitzpatrick. That's right. I have a very particular set of, set of skills. Uh, I don't think he was Irish, I but, you know, it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, uh, Miles Gaskin returned to practice Wednesday. <laughs> Eh, whatever it was a non-contact red jersey so he's just in yeah. his 20 way 21 day window for activation salvin ahmed did not practice wednesday so i don't know who we're <laughs> down malcolm yeah. perry uh well he's wide receiver but he played in 40 percent of the snaps last week if anybody knows who malcolm perry is jakeem grant only had two catches off six mm-hmm. targets matt breda rushed twice for four yard like it's just I don't even know what the Dolphins are doing uh, as far as running backs go. And uh, they just got to pass, pass, pass because the running backs aren't good enough. And and so far they're still winning games. They are. It's not like they're losing. They just it's not always pretty. Yep. And then it'll depend on who is quarterback for the Jets on which wide receiver might be relevant because. Joe Flacco <sighs> likes to true. just launch the ball to Perriman and Mims. Mims had three for 71. Perriman had two I... for 54 and a touchdown. Meanwhile, Crowder had one catch with Joe Flacco. But if Sam Darnold's on the field, Jameson Crowder will have like 10 catches. Yes. If it's Sam Darnold, expect more catches from all of the wide receivers. If it's Joe Flacco, expect to get Perryman to actually give you a fairly decent uh fantasy game something that you can right. deal with but other than that crowd is really the only start and i think mims is one of those guys who is an in-betweener he can be a deep guy he can be the shorter kind of give me the ball type of guy as well so it's 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 interesting being a jets fan watching this season i see all the bright spots yeah but the biggest black spot in the entire thing is the the way that we handle well <laughs> it's the co- it's not just the coaching obviously this is huge but it's the play calling. It's just absolute makes no sense. When we're third and two, we run the ball straight up the middle. It, it, it's mm. the most obvious possible thing you can do. I've said this every week. I'm done. Yeah, well, uh, it's just so, it feels it's like so, the Eagles are so doing obvious. the same thing. So I, I, we'll get there in a little bit. They're playing the Monday <laughs> night game. Uh, next game on the list is Cleveland at Jacksonville. We have another starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Mike Glennon. And before you get to say anything, I have a little thing here. Mike Glennon in 2017 got benched for Mitch Trubisky, who got benched this year for Nick Foles, who got benched (laughs) last year for Gardner Minshew, who got replaced by Luton, who is now benched in favor of Mike Glennon. So the circle is now complete Mike Glennon is, again, a starter in the National Football League and, again, will probably suck the big one. All right. I hope not. I hope not. I want them to win one more game so that we can at least win a game and I don't have to worry about stupid tiebreakers with the Jets. I just want to get Trevor Lawrence. 
Honestly, if we have the, the first pick and we don't go with Trevor Lawrence, we go with a different quarterback. <laughs> You're going to have a I'm new just, team. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. I'll, I'll just I'll have to I'll have to still pay attention, but I won't even care about the yeah. Jets you'll, if we do. You'll that. have to pick another team to root for. You'll have to be a Buffalo Bills <laughs> fan or something like that. No, you probably won't do that. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, with Mike Glennon at quarterback, I'm not sure what to think about anybody like. DJ Chark, uh, Chark yeah. that's might be the only guy that is even worth looking at. Um, I don't even know if it's worth it. I mean, you have no idea what Glennon's going to give you. So that's just no. complete, just complete wild card at that point. Well, uh, as far as the Browns go, they placed uh, their linebacker Taki Taki on the COVID Taki-taki. list. Um, and Miles Garrett will yet miss another game because he was a COVID positive this last week, which didn't matter yep. because the Eagles offensive line was terrible and Carson Wentz played like crap. Again, we'll get there. Um, but without <laughs> uh, Miles Garrett last week against the Eagles, the Browns still had five sacks and a safety which that was the dumbest safety I've ever seen. Again, we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> so many bad things to talk uh, about when we get to the Eagles. But, you know, Nick Chubb being back is helping. You know, Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb. He, he's one yeah. of the best pure runners in the league. But Kareem Hunt rushed 13 times for a whole 11 yards, which is not yeah. what he normally does when Nick Chubb is also rushing well. Uh, he did get a five-yard touchdown on a little. Was it a little pass? I don't remember if it was a catch or a it was run. But it was he, a run. He leaped over like he just completely vaulted over an Eagles defender to get into the end zone. I'm like, oh sure, yep. Just add add that to the list of dumb things that happened this game. Um, Jarvis it's Landry a, without OBJ has not really been spectacular. Man, that's what I. This is exactly what we talked about last yeah, year. It is. Jarvis, every time OBJ is out in the field, the other guy does a lot better. Mm-hmm. A lot better. I, I, We covered this. We, we went to the expo. That's one of the things yep. that I was talking about specifically because I thought Jarvis Landing was going to have a heck of a year because of OBJ. Now, OBJ is not on the field, and Jarvis Landry is just very, eh. Like, it's not enough. I mean, if you're sitting there and you need you need something out of Jarvis Landry. You're not getting it. You're mm-hmm. not getting it right now. You need more than five points, three points. And then after that, I mean, before that it was nine points and 11 points. That's still not good enough. Mm-mm. You need more than that out of one of your starting uh, wide receivers going into the league. I mean, obviously he's probably more like a flex. I hope he's not your starter because mm-hmm. you're, you're in a real pickle there. But, yeah, he the entire passing offense for the Browns is just not where it needs to be. No, Not even close, really. Nope. All right. Well, let's move on. AFC North still. We talked about it a smidge earlier. The Ravens and Steelers game got pushed back to Sunday. Mm -hmm. So this is where we're at in the slot. This is the last of the noon games. And I'm looking at all the times. This one starts at 1215. I Hmm. don't know why that is, uh, or maybe it's a typo, but it says 1215 (laughs) according to the list that I'm looking at. But So we'll have one game kick off 15 minutes later after the noon hour. That's that's strange. Never seen that one before. Um, As far as what happened for the COVID stuff, the Ravens announced they disciplined an unnamed staff member for conduct surrounding the recent COVID cases that Uh impacted the team. So... Somebody was doing something they weren't supposed to and got caught, mm-hmm. and it has impacted 
a bunch of people uh, and football games and fantasy football. And uh, if they ever released the name of that, he would probably um, get some not so nice messages sent his way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not that Mm -hmm. I condone that, but you know how the internet moves. Oh, the internet will completely destroy him. Yeah. But, uh, or her, who knows? Um, but this is, of course, happening the moment uh, J.K. Dobbins has a week that I was really wanting to see out of him. Right. And now he's on the COVID list. So here we go. Here we go. J.K. Just Dobbins. Like that. Really like to see J.K. Dobbins do more of what he just did this last week, getting himself a touchdown. Obviously, only two catches. Um, he's getting a little bit more of the carries. That's where I wanted to yep. see. He's not just getting the five or the 10 carries. He's getting 15. They're starting to trust him a little more. And I think going forward, they're going to continue to trust in him as long as he's not on the uh, COVID list. You know, it's going to yeah. be a couple of weeks before he probably plays because he tested positive for COVID-19. So, um, but who do you do? What do you do at running back? I mean, both are starting running backs, Ingram and, and Dobbins both have COVID. What are, you, what are you going to do with the Ravens? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Gus Edwards was. Uh, that's the only other option, isn't it? That and then uh, do they still have Justice Hill that maybe they can bring yeah, up? And there's do no way he's getting with. the ball that many times. Uh, no, I don't think so. So it's going to be what should have been an amazing AFC North showdown, uh, possibly giving Pittsburgh their first loss if they could hang with them. It almost feels like it's just going to be another fairly decent, easy game for the Pittsburgh. They should honestly, they should play Wildcat the entire game, so that <laughs> if he want, if Jackson wants to throw the ball, he throws the ball. If he doesn't want to, he should just run the ball. Be the running back. That way, you don't have to trust in Gus Edwards. Right. Um, so yeah, there you go. It's going to be a tough one. And um, Mark Andrews, I believe, had a decent game this last week uh, for the first time in a yes, while. Yes. Five of seven targets for 96 yards and a touchdown. It was probably one of his best weeks of the year so far. So he was looking good, and he might be more in that range this week too because they just don't have a whole lot else to really work with. Um, but yeah. as far as Pittsburgh goes, uh, Juju returned to practice on Tuesday, getting in a limited session. Um <laughs> Juju had a week 11 scare when he stepped on a ref's flag. That's what, like, <laughs> screwed up his uh, injury Watch report Watch where you're going, week. man. Yeah. Come on. And this is now the second game that the Steelers have had screwed up because of COVID. They were one of the first ones where it got moved and they got their bye week early, and now they're getting the Thanksgiving Day game moved. And... I am sensing that there are a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers who are not particularly happy with all of the stuff that has happened because they mm-hmm. haven't had many COVID issues, if any, really this season. And yeah. they've had two games affected already. And that's just, it, they're 10-0, so they can afford it if yes. something happens. But it's still, it feels like something's going to go wrong for them and it's not going to be their fault and their season, you know, is going to be <laughs> affected by it. You know, if big Ben goes down for some reason, because of something, oh, you know, the butterfly effect going on here, if big Ben goes down, the Steelers are not a 10 and O type of football team. They're not even close. Big Ben's the key to the team. And I mean, obviously Juju, I wasn't super high on him uh, three weeks ago. I thought he was going to be, you know, very 
eh, going forward, but he's been good. And the 22 uh, points week 9, 23 week 10, and then this obviously he stepped on a flag, and so that messed mm. things up. But um, I think he'll, he'll be fine this week. He's, he's, you know, upgrades to full practice today. That was three hours ago. So I think he'll be fine. I would obviously, I'd rather have Deontay Johnson because I think he is a bigger a bigger play for me in most every league. I don't really like Juju right there anyway. So Deontay has been very solid and as long as he's healthy. And yeah. so far it seems like he's healthy. Yep. These last three weeks have been fantastic. Yes, they have. Keep it up. There you go, Deontay Johnson. So, I mean, James Conner, he was yeah, fine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Eric Ebron. It's going to be a start. Yeah, Eric Ebron has the eighth most targets among tight ends. Heading into, uh, well, that was heading into this last week's game. Uh, he, he's been quietly, fairly solid. Uh, I mean, if you have to use him, he's, eight points he's a, a game. That's good enough. That's good tight end enough position. for tight end this week. <laughs> we say it all the line, all the time, and it just it comes up every time you look at. It, you're like, well, it's something. And something is better than nothing, and that's about yes, all you got to say. something's better than nothing, yep. All right, next game is New Orleans at oh Denver. Well, here we go. New Orleans <laughs> at Denver. I'm not even sure, and I, and I have a quote. And this quote, I, I almost couldn't stop laughing when I first read it. Somebody <laughs> asked Drew Locke about his bad plays, and this is a quote from Drew Locke. Half the time, right as the ball leaves my hand, I'm like, oh, no. That's it? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just, I just, I thought, what? I thought our feet cut out. I, I, I no. I realized that's where it stopped. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Man. Oh, no. <laughs> I need to find if there's an audio clip of that, and I will incorporate that sometimes. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Drew Locke's season in a nutshell right now, which obviously doesn't make you want to play hardly anybody on the Broncos. No. Noah Fant has been about the most consistent guy as long as he's been healthy. Uh, Tim, excuse me, Tim Patrick uh, kind of comes and goes. Jerry Judy. Again, a amazing route runner, but when you have mm-hmm. a quarterback that says, as soon as the ball leaves my hands, I'm like, oh, no, Jerry Judy can't <laughs> catch that. <laughs> I'm never going to forget that. No, no that of is, course you're not. That is amazing. Oh. But speaking of quarterbacks, uh-huh. obviously we, we spoke about Drew Brees breaking every single rib in his body, plus right. some. Plus some. Um, plus some. Um, I, it, I wonder, because it said they – multiple breaks and so many ribs. Is it that many ribs that he broke or is it one rib that he broke multiple times causing mm. them breaks? I don't know what that is. doesn't matter. That's He's going to be question, out for yeah. a little while, yeah. but Taysom Hill, mm-hmm. the quarterback for the new Orleans saints actually played really well when it comes to fantasy football, they won the game obviously. So mm-hmm. it was perfectly fine. And I don't think ESPN is letting you play him as a tight end anymore. Not anymore. Nope. So, the one thing I really, really like about our big money league yes, that we're in. I know what you're going to say. And, and, and this is just, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of different 
rules with this league that I wasn't particularly fond of, but I joined the league, so you got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But with this one, this one's great. I'm going to read it right off my phone. It says, this is not a rule so much, but just a statement because people are probably telling me, hey, I need need this to to go this way. ESPN has it this way. So this is what they said. Hey, folks, Taysom Hill has been a quarterback in our system all season. He has never been listed as a tight end. We will not be changing him to tight end now that he is a starting quarterback. Do not plan for him to be changed to tight end. That is the single best <laughs> thing this league has put out. Yep. I absolutely love it. It's hilarious, and it's just like, duh, he's not supposed to be a tight end. Right. The reason I don't even know why ESPN lists him as a tight end at one point. Just because you're getting on the field and getting points in a system that is weird, doesn't mean he's a tight end. He's still a quarterback. I don't understand why they did that. I think in ESPN's defense up till this point, obviously, was he is getting on the field, but he's not getting on the field as a quarterback. So you have to put him somewhere, and that somewhere where you don't necessarily expect a lot of points is the tight end position. How many times has he lined up as a tight end as opposed to directly behind the center at some point? He has lined up there quite a bit. I have seen a lot of plays where I've he is lined up there. I've seen him in like wildcat situations. I've not seen that many times to where he was tight end, you know, yeah. sitting. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm not saying he wasn't. Right. But, like, it's more of a he's a trick play type of guy. Yeah. It's not – or end around, something like that. Oh, tight end. It just didn't make any sense. He wasn't a tight end. The The Saints weren't calling him a tight end, so you don't put him as a tight end. No. ESPN, I'm sorry. That just makes no sense to me. No, I, I get it one way. I also get it the other way. And here's the thing that I have on Taysom Hill. For NFC South quarterbacks, the NFC South quarterbacks that played this last week were Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, P.J. Walker, and Taysom Hill. So, you mm-hmm. know, not the uh, – Normal rotation of quarterbacks. Well, that's true. The quarterback ratings for last week: Matt Ryan had a whole forty-eight point five, not good. Tom Brady had a sixty-two point five, definitely not good for him. P.J. No, no. Walker had a seventy-seven point eight, which was better than Brady and Ryan, but still <laughs> not amazing. Uh, Taysom Hill one hundred eight point nine. That's insane. <laughs> he did what he, he needed to do, thought. and they got the win. That's it. That's all you need to know. Um, let's see. What was it? I know there was something I wanted to look at for Alvin Kamara. Because uh, oh, he was. See, now that's. We do need to talk about Kamara here because this does affect. With Taysom Hill being on the field, it affects Kamara quite a bit. It does. Honestly, because he only had like 12 or 13 points, depending on what kind of league you're in. And do you but know how he got those points? Because by he only. Mm-hmm. got points on the ground because he failed to record a catch for the first time in his career. Yeah, that's exactly why I had to bring this up. It makes it makes you really, really scared. Yes, that With, is it, you, not. You have to play him, and that's the problem. Yes. You have to play him. <laughs> You're not going to be sitting here saying, oh, I'm, I can't start Alvin Kamara, but you have to. But it's going to bite you in the butt because now you're sitting there thinking, he's not even going to get a catch, maybe one if I'm lucky. That is not – and if he didn't get that touchdown, his his day yes. is horrible. Yep. Horrible. Yeah. So this is a real big issue with Taysom Hill under center. I would hope that they see that they still need to use Kamara, but it right. seems like they're saying because they have Hill, they don't need Kamara to catch them balls. Is it kind of the same 
when you talk about the Ravens too, because the Ravens have these guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield, but they still have a guy that doesn't need to throw to the running back. So he'll run the ball this way and run the ball this way. So Jackson, in in a sense, is comparable to Taysom Hill, but I think Taysom Hill is almost more extreme. Yeah. He's not throwing the ball to the running backs at all. Right. So there's something you really have to monitor. And if you, again, if you're still in the league to where you can trade, get something huge out of Kamara right now, because that is, I, I'm scared. I'm terrified. I'll, I'll say I'm terrified that Kamara is going to get you 10 points per game. And then Maybe 15 it, if you're lucky. It could be sort of the same situation as CMC. Because if Drew Brees, for somehow, even with all these crack ribs and stuff, comes back in three weeks and you're still in the playoffs, Kamara would be great. But it is yeah. a scary situation because we don't know if and when Drew Brees is coming back. And if Taysom Hill is still the starting quarterback which he's been fine, so I'm assuming they're going to stick with him at least for another week or two. The difference, though, is Kamara's been the best running back in fantasy football all season, where Christian McCaffrey, you haven't had him only for like three weeks. So you've been relying on Kamara, and now you're going to be sitting here thinking, man, I might get get 10 points. I need more than that. (laughs) you got to get your typical 30, 20 points at least. Yeah. And if you're not going to get that, it's you're in a bad spot. So it's it's really scary if you're Alvin Kamara owner right now. But on the flip side of that, Michael Thomas finally showed up. Nine catches for 104 yards. <laughs> yeah. That's where you were waiting for him. I, I almost forgot he mm-hmm. existed. He's been gone for so long. <laughs> uh, but the receivers did okay with Taysom Hill. Right. Sanders had four catches for 66 yards. Deontay Harris Got all four of his targets, so I, it, it it looks okay that yeah. way. But again, we we're pretty darn scared for Alvin Kamara at this particular moment. Yes, and let me say something real quick about the wide receivers there, quick because they're playing the Falcons, who are the thirtieth ranked team in the NFL as far as passing. Yeah, and then they're going against the Broncos, who you would think would not be good, but they're actually the eighth against against the pass. So it's not like this is what really scares me with people like Emmanuel Sanders. He got targeted five times. He caught four. Is it going to be targeted five times and catch two now? Cause that's really scary. I don't yeah. want that at all. And obviously you're still playing Michael Thomas. He's going to get his, right. but all the other guys, it's going to be a little bit iffy there. And so maybe because they're playing a different team, maybe that gets Kamara into the mix a little bit more. But yeah, you have to monitor it, and you have to be really scared at this point. Now, you would hope that the coaches for the Saints are like, all right, good win. Um, can we try and get our best player a little more involved again next week? <laughs> like, you would think that can they'll be get, like, okay, like here's the game plan. Yeah. Just one? <laughs> just at least at least one good one, you know. But uh, Just start yeah. the game out with with just – that's the design screen pass <laughs> to Kamara. Right. And now he's got one. You can continue with the rest of your okay. play. All right. Uh, all right. Let's move on to an NFC West matchup, the San Francisco 49ers and the LA Rams. Uh, like we were saying wow. earlier, we didn't, the Rams have quietly gathered a nice record because they still mm-hmm. don't seem like they have it all together. 
but they, they give don't, some really good fantasy performances here and there. You know, like Cooper Cup has 11 catches for 145 yards or whatever it was. And, you know, Robert, yeah, and Robert Woods has his. Uh, and then their running backs, you never know if they're going to do anything. And then if they do something, you don't know which one it's going to be. Malcolm Brown's had good games. Daryl Henderson's had good games. And yep. unfortunately, our favorite guy in that mix, Cam Akers, hasn't done hardly anything all so year. So dumb. So it, stupid. It stinks. He had five for 15, but he caught a four-yard touchdown. <laughs> but it's not like anybody he's, had him in the lineup this last week. Yeah, he's supposed to be better than that, honestly. I, I, I'm surprised they're not using him as much as we th- as we all thought he, he would be used. I thought yeah. he was going to be the number one guy coming out of this season. Yeah, maybe they'd push him into the role a little bit, you know, as the season goes on. But I thought at the very least, at the end of the season, he's going to be the best guy on the team, let alone the best running back, and they're not even using him in that, in that aspect. So Yep. Uh, and then as far as the 49ers go, it's just – Jeez, man. <sighs> I don't even know what to do with anybody on the 49ers. I mean, you're looking uh, at the running backs. Uh, Jeff Wilson is returning from injured reserve. Raheem Mostert is returning from injured reserve. Uh, Oh, I'll put it this way. Mostert is still technically on IR, but he opened his 21-day practice window. So more than likely, he's still got another week or two before he'll get on yeah. the field. But who, who is Debo, going? <laughs> is Debo going to come back and play? I mean, that's that's part of it, too, because if he comes back, he's going to give you a decent amount of points. But I, I, I can't trust to start him. I can't uh, trust to start him. No, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. You're not playing anybody, really, on the 49ers. I mean... No, I, I can't think of somebody because uh, I think Ayuk went on the COVID list. Let me. Uh, yep. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, let's see. Kendrick Bourne, Trent Williams and Ayuk have now reverted to the team's COVID list twice in the past two weeks. Uh, reserve tight end was also moved to the COVID list, joining Eric Armstead, Ronis <laughs> Grisou, Javon Kinlaw, and Joe Walker, along with Ayuk mm. and Williams. It's still possible for all to test negative for five consecutive days in return. Uh, before the game against the Rams, but my goodness, it's just yeah, yeah don't worry. Don't about expect them. them. <laughs> don't expect them to beat the Rams. Just put it that way. If you're a 49ers fan, just just hang it up. Yep, just hang it up. So then we've got an interesting matchup: Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's anything like this last week, um, let's see. What is this? Oh, I've, Tom Brady is 0 for 19 on pass attempts of 20-plus yards over the past month. This is why, hmm. and I, I, I'm sure you're going to say something about <laughs> and maybe you put, but maybe you should just go into it right now. Should I just go into it? Just do it. <laughs> and now it's time for Twat, this week's Antonio Troubles. I, we're doing it. It's every week. Every mm-hmm. single week. And it's nothing much this week, but we kind of laughed. So, um, <laughs> Bruce Arians was asked about the lack of big plays from Antonio Brown. And the quote we got was, well, he was open. And uh, that goes right <laughs> into what I was going to say. Tom Brady can't throw the deep ball. No. He can't throw the deep ball. We've all known this for some time. He can't get the ball to the open receiver when he's down deep. Tony Brown is one of the best at that. But Tom Brady just can't do it. He's, he's throwing the ball to, to, to Antonio Brown. He he's is. getting his receptions. 
The problem is he's not being able to make a big play because when he's open downfield, Tom Brady can't get it there. It's just the fact of the matter. Tom Brady's getting older. He's still got the IQ, but he doesn't have the arm. We said this before the season even started, but it's just, it's proven itself right now. Tom Brady's the last, it's weird. He'll have a bad week, a good week, a bad week, a really good week. And then another bat, like, come mm-hmm. on, man, put it together for more than a couple. Let, hold on. I'm just going to look at it real quick. Mm-hmm. 25, 30. Oh, no, that's his, you know, 25, week one, 13, 32, 47. That's back to back. 18, 20, 48, 26, 2, <laughs> 4, 41, 19. Like, well, so this next week, you would expect it to be a good week. Well, it's going to have to be if they're going to try and beat the Chiefs. <laughs> they're going to have to <laughs> throw the ball deep. He's going to have to at least do something with his arm to get that ball to Antonio Brown deep or anybody really. Yeah, Godwin, anybody. it could be Mike Evans. Did you see that Mike Evans touchdown? I uh, don't oh, remember. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen such strength of a wide receiver in oh, my life. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know which one you're talking that about That was now. insane, yeah. man. That was a good one. Um, anyway, that was awesome. I have a more of a quote from Bruce Arians. Uh, that goes along with that. It, and it, if you really listen, you can hear again Bruce Arians kind of giving uh, uh, not the opposite. It's the opposite of praise to Tom Brady when you when you hear this. Um, it says, uh, talking about Antonio Brown, we had one go off his fingertips, and I'm used to seeing him make that catch. We missed him last week on a ball, so it's just a matter of hitting him. He's doing a great job of running after the catch, and within his role, I think he's doing a really good job. It's just when he's going deep, we're not hitting him. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, man. So here's the first thing. I Obviously, the last thing is a clear hit on Brady yeah. there. The first thing, though, it's very subtle. What was that first thing about off the fingertips? We had one go off I'm, his fingertips, and I'm used to seeing him make that catch. So That means... That means <laughs> that ball wasn't thrown perfectly, and he's he's getting it off the fingertips, whereas he's got to stretch out for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to him seeing make that catch. That means Tom Brady didn't throw it in the perfect spot. Mm-hmm. That's basically what he's saying. And I'm sorry that <laughs> it's a it, it, it's a little weird. It is, and I like it. I like it because I think Tom Brady needs to be pushed a little bit. I don't know how much Belichick actually said, hey, you're not doing good enough. Right. Or you keep it going. You're doing great. You're the best quarterback of all time. I can't I can't imagine Belichick doing that. But I, 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 it's really strange when he has won the most Super Bowls and a lot of people consider him to be the best of all time. Actually, I think most people do. Yeah. And yet you're getting this type of Bruce Arians comment to where it's almost like a, a stab in the back. It, it not quite twisting it there, yeah. but it's really stabbing and it hurts. I, <laughs> I have to imagine that Tom Brady's not going to be able to take much more of it. If he wants to continue playing, he's going to have to either get out or stand up to Bruce and say, you got to let me run this team. Mm, yeah. Uh, either way, I can't wait for the off season. If the Buccaneers <laughs> don't make it very far, we'll see, uh, how much Tom Brady wants to still be around a football team that isn't I don't, winning the way he I wants to. I think Bruce Arians, honestly, I think Bruce Arians is starting to make Tom Brady think twice. I saw a picture <laughs> of Tom Brady 
to, uh, what was it, a couple days ago, and I said, you know what? He's starting to look old. <laughs> like, I, I honestly Ooh. said to, uh, to myself for the first time, he's looking old. I mm. swear I saw gray hair on him. And I'm just like, I've never said this before when he was in the Patriots uniform, but here we are, and it's it's weighing on him. I'm telling you, he's got maybe one, two more years left. I think he's going to retire. Yeah, we can only hope. Um, yes, I can. <laughs> uh, as far as the Chiefs go, I mean, it's pretty much business as usual. Tyreek, uh, Edwards, Hilaire, yeah. Mahomes, Kelsey all did wonderful. Um, Sammy Watkins did not play last week. He's practicing full Wednesday. Byron Pringle went on IR with an ankle injury, and McCole Hardman is just kind of sitting there doing absolutely nothing when they don't have a second receiver that is really just on the field. And yeah, it's weird. I, I wish he would get more involved. He's he's more just their punt and kick returner or something. Because yeah. and they still have Demarcus Robinson, who is fine, but he doesn't seem to. Hardman should have more of that big play ability that goes well think. with Patrick Mahomes, and it just isn't working out that way. Yeah, well, what they're doing is working. I mean, well, they you want you want. I mean, they have Mahomes, so no matter what they do, it's going to work. But I think it's it's going to be a I think it's going to be a good game. I think Tom Brady's going to pull some kind of weird thing out of his hat. He's not going to be able to throw the deep ball. I don't think that's going to change. <laughs> no, no, but I think he's going to be more aware that this is a big game and I think he thrives on that I don't think last week he was really feeling it he thought maybe the Rams were kind of underrated like we all do and maybe he just didn't feel like he wanted to play that game (laughs) I don't know I think and when the big game happens Tom Brady's there just like he was in all the other games where the big games and Tom Brady even in that in that game against the Rams he came back and he started being a little bit better they he led his team to yep. what could have yep. possibly have been a victory but it just didn't work out so uh, tom brady still has it it's just a matter of putting it all together and i think he does have the ability to do that when it's especially against a team that is favored to win the super right. bowl yep yeah i couldn't say it better myself all right we move on to the Sunday night game, Chicago at Green Bay. Of course, everybody around our area is going to be absolutely mm-hmm. enamored with this one, but it's Blowout. probably not going to be good. Nick Foles was held out of Wednesday's practice. Trubisky took all the quarterback reps. I don't know who's going to start yet. Uh, it will be kind of funny if we have to go back to Trubisky and he still <laughs> sucks it up. Uh, David Montgomery has cleared concussion protocol, so he is back. I mean, yeah. if you need some help, he could be a flex play against the Packers this week because he, he he gets touches. When he is healthy, he is getting 18 touches per game when he's out there. So he's getting the workload. He just isn't always getting the fantasy points that you need. So can I just need to say something? A lot of people say, you know, and we've seen it. The the bears defense is actually pretty good, but I think this is going to be the, the week where we say the bears defense just got exposed. Could be. I think, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to tear them apart. <laughs> so I'm going to say, start every single Packer that you have. Mm. Obviously you're starting Adam. I'm saying Lazard, you need to start. I don't know about, I don't know about Scantling. I, that one's going to be iffy for me, but I wouldn't even be opposed to starting him. I would be just just start, start every Packer you have on your roster. You're rostering them for a reason. Yep. So start them. 
Start them. It's going to be a good game. Trust me on this. And uh, Robert Tanyan last week had five catches on five targets, 44 yards yep. and a touchdown. That was his first big game with a fully healthy Devontae Adams. So now we've seen Lazard come back, Scantling yep. come back, and, and the Packers lost this game, and he spread the <laughs> ball around fairly good, which I don't know how that will work with Aaron Rodgers' mindset because he seems to – he gets focused on what he's focused on, and there's no changing his mind. So if he thinks, well, spreading the ball around didn't work, maybe it's just going to be Devontae Adams' 32 targets and 16 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns. I don't know. but If that's the case, <laughs> great. But I honestly think Lazard was still not cleared to play the entire game. So I think Lazard this right. next week, I mean, he was clear to play the entire game, but I don't think they were really trying to push it with him. So I think what's going to happen is Lazard's going to get back into the motion. You're going to see Scantling kind of fall down a little bit or stay the same, but Lazard's going to get more more uh, looks his way. Yep. I mean, I, I saw it. It was definitely a easing into type of game for mm-hmm. Alan Lazard because I believe he only had, uh, he caught two or four targets. So at least he was targeted a few times. But obviously, with that kind of an injury, the core injury, you're not going to be able to just be like, yep, I'm back. You're going to have to get ease back in. I would like to see another all-around game, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Of course. I'm I'm, I'm fully expecting Lazard to go off this week. Him and Adams both. All right. I like the optimism for Alan Lazard. Uh, I I still have him stashed away a couple places, but. I don't usually make these stupid predictions, but for some reason it just feels, it feels right. And a lot of times my feelings are wrong, (laughs) but sometimes they're right. Now, obviously I had a feeling way back when you don't have to, you don't have to bring it up. I I know what you're going to (laughs) say. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. And it's not going to, you shouldn't say it because they're going to make people think that I'm wrong. Mm. because you can't okay. bring it up. So. All right. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> we got we got one game left. I've been teasing how bad one of the teams is for a while now. <laughs> They're still so bad. <laughs> Seattle at Philadelphia. I, it is a Monday night game. I am going to be off work, uh, so I'll have plenty <laughs> of time to be ready to watch a Monday night football game. I won't have to go to work the next day so I can stay up and watch it and not worry about being tired. And I don't want to watch it because I think it's going to be a bloodbath. We are going to see exactly (laughs) how stupid the Eagles are in the last couple of years in drafts and offensive play calling. DK Metcalf and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside could be on the opposite teams they are right now. And things would be much different. But you would think <laughs> you would think I tell you what, man, I wish the Jets were in this division. We'd only be three and a half games out of first place. <laughs> it would oh. it would work out. But here's the thing. I I can't trust in anyone oh. in the entire division right now. I, I can say, OK, this guy's going to give me something, hmm. but it's not like, OK, he's going to give me something. It's just, uh, it's a roll of the dice. You're hoping for something there. Obviously, I'm playing um, Miles Sanders. He might even be playing the, uh, what's his face, Boston Scott. I mean, there's just a lot of little ifs with these these teams, especially the Eagles. It's it's always seems like it's somebody else here. I'm I'm even iffy on Dallas Goddard because Zach Ertz just got reactivated, so you don't really know what's happening there. Right. It's, I, I have no real, 
conclusion when it comes to the Eagles. I can't start Carson Wentz. There's almost no way I'm doing that unless I absolutely have to. Mm. I, I just maybe maybe because it's the Seahawks. The I mean, Seahawks defense is the Seahawks great, do let a bunch but, of points happen, but we can't score points when they're giving us the time <laughs> that's what I'm and saying. they're giving us the room and it it's been absolutely unbelievable watching these games. I I, I watched every game this year and I cannot believe what I'm seeing. It's going to be the the Seahawks are going to be up by quite a bit <laughs> starting the fourth quarter and then that's when the <laughs> Eagles are going to come back. They're not going to win. They're going to be down by a score maybe two and they're still going to lose, but um you could get some garbage time points out of the Eagles players this next week. I will say that Dallas Goddard has the highest percent target share over the past two weeks. Right. Whether he's caught all of them. It's going to change things. It will, but that is at least a good sign that Carson Wentz is looking for Dallas Goddard. Or looking at the tight end (laughs) position. And I don't know what that, what that means. I mean, Goddard (laughs) can still be on the field at the same time as Ertz, but I don't know, man. It's just, it's it's all up in the air right now. If you got somebody else other than Goddard and you can trust it, that he'll give you something, <laughs> I would almost go the other direction. I Goddard gave me something last week. Super yeah. happy with that. Yeah, was great. But I just don't know if I can trust it now. It, maybe because it's the Seahawks, I'll still stick with it. Yeah. But man, it's 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 starting to get to the point. I can't trust any of the Eagles anymore. No, sorry, uh, I don't either. This is. I'm, I'm, it's so sad that the team I root for and love for, you know, the last 25 years, whatever, 30 years, uh, they're in the hunt to win their division, but I almost don't <laughs> want the, them to in the lead. <laughs> You're in yes, the, we're lead, in first man. place in her division and I don't <laughs> want them to win the division. I'd rather them have a crappy record and get a good draft pick than have a crappy record and get, yay, we get a home playoff game that we're going to get absolutely destroyed in. Hooray! <laughs> I don't want that. I mean, they're not the Seahawks when they went 7-9. and nine. They actually had a decent offense, and they had Marshawn Lynch, who was an absolute monster at the time, and you can win at home when you have the crowd favoring you. The the Eagles can win at home when they have a crowd favoring them. Our defense plays first better all, at home, and we have no crowd to favor them. First of all, you're comparing to the Seahawks being 7-9 that one year. You guys ain't going 7-9. <laughs> well, first of all, you're not going 7-8-1. You're not going to get seven wins, all right. 100%. Do you want the lowdown Some... for this division right now? Yes, 100%. Give <laughs> here, it to here, me. Here's the couple of things. Right now, the combined record of the NFC East is 12-27-1. If any team in the division loses one more non-division game, the division as a whole will clinch a sub-500 record. Great. The whole division will be seven under five hundred. Yep. Now, this is this is this week. If Washington wins on Thursday, they're in first. Then <laughs> if the Giants win on Sunday, they're in first. Then, if the Eagles win on Monday, they're in first. <laughs> uh... And of course, if everybody loses, the Eagles are still in first place. <laughs> but the only way that wait, can wait, happen wait, wait. is if Dallas the, the, and Washington the, tie. Right. I was going to say the Dallas <laughs> Dallas plays Washington, so you can't do that. But that that is classic. That, that is, is classic. classic. I love it. 
Absolutely. The best thing in football right now is watching the NFC East just completely implode. Everything. What's funny, I know you've had your injuries on the Eagles. Yeah. But nothing compared to what has happened with the other teams. No, not really. Nothing. Every one of their stars has been hurt or some something something weird's happened. Like I'm not going to say the Washington football team had their star was hurt, but Alex Smith is now the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the Cowboys had Prescott, and the Giants had Saquon. You guys really haven't had a superstar get completely out for the whole season. Uh, no, just uh, our... you just suck. Yeah, we just suck. That's all there is to it. And I'm uh, sorry. The Jets are so much worse than you guys anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, and they are the first team to be eliminated from postseason contention. Yay! Officially. And we still have Adam Gase as our head coach. Still, we are halfway Whee! through. A little over halfway through. Already eliminated. And... Uh, that is going to do it for us for Fantasy Fuel this week. <laughs> I figured we'd end on a couple of high notes for yeah. our favorite teams being absolutely, utterly horrible. Uh, so that, bad. Yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks for joining us on Twitch and in podcast land. We appreciate it. Hit us up on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel. And if you're listening to this in time, have a very wonderful, happy, happy Thanksgiving Mm-hmm. Try not to eat too much food and pass out. Oh, wait, you can pass out because there's no late game on Thanksgiving <laughs> this year. So go ahead and stuff your faces and take a nice long nap after the games are done. And you'll have a wonderful, wonderful day. So we will see you soon. Don't forget to stay fueled up and fooded up after tomorrow. <laughs>